Welcome to Three Chiefs on Imagination, a monthly series on imagination and the enterprise delivered by podcast. Each month, we choose a theme and have a roundtable discussion based on that theme. In Star Trek, Kirk has himself surrounded with diversity and really impacted how he led. How does our diversity really impact how we lead at the enterprise level? Hi, I'm Andrew Bast, and I'm Chief Strategy Officer. Hello, I'm Ross Thompson, and I'm Chief Creative Officer. Hello, I'm Ken Winnell, and I'm the Chief Technology Officer. I think diversity and heterogeneity are essential for imaginative thinking. We all have to share in life experiences, but how we learn from those life experiences, how we react to them, how we grow from them, what we do as a result of them, that's individual. So we have to be able to understand the experiences of others and how does that shape their growth, their goals, their frustrations, their motivations, their personal ambitions. I think it is essential that we have many voices represented at every table. And I think it's also essential that everyone is open to everyone else's opinions and experiences. Mm -hmm. Because once you get everyone open and tapped in, that whole learning experience, again, when we're in this industry, isn't intuitive because you're thinking about your own fiefdom or your own situations. So I think being able to open up and being being open to the notion of where can we go? Because I think we're in a very formulaic industry in a lot of ways. I've sat on every single awards jury there is, and I can tell you that it is excruciating at times to watch the formulaic solutions one after another appear on the screen and to have to go through that day and then find really out of it all, what are the truly innovative ideas? And I think there are very few and far between. And I think we have this great opportunity to apply this notion of made with imagination to tap into each and every one of us and our skills. We're all hardwired differently, right? We're all, you're Canadian, Andrew, I'm Scottish. I'm not sure what you are, Ken, but you know. You're Ken. You're the Ken doll. So it's like we're all hardwired differently. So that is what's exciting for me is what makes you tick and what are you thinking? And and then how can that build my thought process and develop my thought process to share it? It's organic and it's fluid. And I think that notion of going boldly, I think that is the crux to everything. We're bold in that we're probably one of the few agencies where strategy, technology and creative actually work together and that everybody's creative, everybody has a technology, everybody has a strategy in terms of, not that it's a democratic society, I don't mean to imply that, although certainly everybody's voice gets heard. Why? Because when we're doing that, we're actually bringing everything to the table that we know. My perspective is going to always be different than, than yours or yours. And at the same time, when we put them all together, that's when the secret sauce bubbles up. So I'm the creative guy here, right? So, But I'm not. In a sense, right? I'm not in a very profound sense, not the creative guy. Because what excites me is there's creative and strategy. So that when we interact, that is, it's it's so exciting where we can go strategically, right? So where we could take the, then the creative idea comes along. And then it's how the creative way in which we introduce it to the world, right? Through technology. So creative runs through all of us. I just happen to be the chief guy sitting here around the table. I agree. I mean, I think it's just, it literally becomes a a self-sustaining engine 
because it, it, the, the ideas that we bounce off of each other and the interactions that we have with each other is what inspires others. But it helps to have a culture of innate curiosity, yeah, of course, of right? Course. Uh, a, a culture of exploration and discovery, a culture of wanting to do things differently. And quite frankly, we begin to attract others like that mm-hmm. as well. When we start putting it into a vocation or a calling, yeah. uh, we start thinking about it through that lens. And quite frankly, I end up applying this through everything I do. You're right, because the way in which we think, if we truly are passionate and we, we, we have something in our heads, we have this innate curiosity, that's still working. It's still going on. It doesn't just stop, right? It's fascinating just how it keeps moving. It will be there in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. Something will come to the, the, the front of the mind, right? And you go, that's what it's all about. And that passion, you, you cannot formulate that. A lot of people, I guess, in our industry, when I see the, the, the work that's producing awards, they go through this whole sort of like mechanical maneuver about how do we get through this? What are the go-tos? You know the expression, the rule of the tool. If I have one tool, I believe I can do it, and that's the only tool I have. I can do anything with this tool. Dig a ditch, well, I've got the tool for the ditch. So, so there is that sort of tool thinking out there in which you think that one size fits all. The innately curious, getting those people together, finding who they are, and bringing them together under one roof, that's what makes it exciting. That's when you get the phone call in the middle of the night going, Ken, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and the converse of that, which I think is really interesting, too, is that I think the things that we worked on, the past, mm-hmm. not the present or the future, but really the past, is can you look back on the things that you've done with pride, right? That's number one. And number two is, does it take on a life of its own? Over the past few years, some of the things that we've done for clients have taken on a life of their own, mm-hmm. and they literally have become intrinsic to what they're doing. And I think for me, my sense of satisfaction is really peaked when I know that I made a big difference in how people are working or in the information that they're receiving. And I think that is something else that makes us unique. If you're impactful, mm. that, that makes you feel good. It's, it's, you're feeling happy about it, right? And Star Trek, relating back to that, impactful. Whatever world they were visiting was better off. Right. Somehow I bring it all the way back to, and you know, all of us uh, probably did it too, uh, but I grew up playing with Lego. And not Lego of today, it was just the basic bricks at the time. Mm-hmm. And we had to apply our imagination to building mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So what you just said, you know, you built something and you admired it. Uh, and then for you me... You up your brother when he broke it apart. Right, right? well, <laughs> and, and we did that on, deliberately because I remember building something, yeah. admiring it, loving it. And then breaking it right away because I wanted to build something different. I accomplished that. Now I need to do something different, something grander, something bolder. And that has kept going with everything I've done in my career, particularly from a strategic perspective. I come from a small village in Scotland, which, you know, and here we are. I am in Manhattan. It's just the journey is everything for me. You know, where I have gone. I went to Manchester as a student. I didn't go to the local Edinburgh up the road. I went 250 miles down to a new country, a different country called England. It's all down to being open to keep on learning, 
right? And yeah, it's what I've learned and what I bring with me to keep your mind open and to want to keep learning as opposed to here's what I know. I've got two weeks to do this. So let's just build it like that. You know, it's not that I, I don't like repeatability and reusability because I do and we're striving for that, but I want to do it in a different way, which is look at it from a modular level. What was good about this? Mm -hmm. What was really good about it? Okay, let's grab the pieces that are really good, but now how can we reconstruct it and do it in a different way? It's not reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. It's reinventing yourself mm -hmm. and thinking about it in a positive way. And making sure you don't get caught in a trap of incrementalism. Right. Uh, because transformational, imaginative, innovative, all of those different areas means that you don't be handcuffed by the tools, the processes, right. the achievements that have come before. You have to be able to liberate yourself from all of that at any moment to be able to say, I don't have to follow this orthodoxy, this dogma, and I'm not going to. What about new technology, though? I mean, what about the lore of new technology in that whole equation? Well, that's my specialty, right? So my, my view on that is to always be looking at whatever's coming out and to be like, we're not early adopters on the cutting edge, as they call it. I'm on the bleeding edge or even beyond i'm like totally lacerated it's it's but the idea behind it is to understand the questions that we ask ourselves around technology are always the same three questions is okay is this going to make a huge difference is it disruptive so disruptive that an industry will fall or rise from it right that's really the number one question and then beyond that is that okay is it going to bring intrinsic value in the long term and is it a fad right so I have to look at it from that perspective when I evaluate any technology. And I'm not talking about just software. I'm saying hardware, software, whatever. There are things that are coming, and I'll give two examples. One is, okay, so we all know that autonomous vehicles are coming, right? And there's no doubt in anybody's mind that at some point we will have driverless vehicles in the United States and that you'll get into your Uber and it'll take you home and there won't be anybody to talk to. Well, what's that opportunity mean? Well, the opportunity for me is augmented reality and the advertising that you're going to have available to you in your driverless car, where now you don't have to pay attention to the road, but you can pay attention to the, the screen time that's going to be available to you. And that's going to change the way we market. It's going to change the way that we shop. Amazon was disruptive. It changed the way we shop. And that's a good example of how looking ahead to what that technology could be is also a creative component of how we actually approach solving but problems. Whatever new technology that comes along, there is always I'll go to a different analogy, the dark side. Sure. As well as, sure. you know, the, the you know the, the good side of things. Right. There's always the pitfall that you could fall right. into. Do you invest in a technology and you start to see it fail? I I can tell you how many people walk along the streets with their iPhones and they're walking across roads and everything. Great technology, sadly abused. Yeah, my favorite thing to see is to watch somebody walking, 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 and they hit the water fountain. Right, or walking, right. walking, walking right into a wall or a plate. It's taking technology and new technology and really using it for good and making sure that it is as opposed to... I remember when the iPads came out and all the reps got iPads, you know. In fact, that was iPad war. And they, it was flashy and they put it in front of the physician and they held their attention for longer that, that, than that obligatory... 30 seconds but then it, it went from um, it was a fad it was rad right so then this we started filling up that ipad with more and more screens more and more stuff until what what did the reps do they went back to the paper version and they ripped off the back of the page and 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 used that so so it's kind of like how do we employ technology in the right proper manner because giving more overwhelming 
providing additional choice actually makes everything worse. Right. You have to be able to, at some point, distill it down, make it concise, make it simple. And then you avoid cognitive load, you avoid a bunch of the paralysis of decision-making, and you're able to actually focus your conversation and your story. I agree. Now, I, I think leveraging that is important even in looking at system integration and how you do it. It's like when you buy and, and you know, you're advising a client on, hey, what productivity tools should we use? Everybody says, well, we should use the XYZ or whatever you know, ZYX is. And you're looking at that and you say, well, do you really need to like, worry about that? You really need to think about how it's going to be used. Don't worry about what it is. Worry about how you're going to use it. The future is ours to create. To boldly go where no one has gone before, right? The future is out there. Three Chiefs on Imagination is a monthly series on imagination and the enterprise delivered by podcast. Each month, we choose a theme and have a roundtable discussion based on that theme. Three Chiefs on Imagination is hosted by Maureen Costello and produced by Greater Than One. Greater Than One.